Santa and I'm Principal Internet Analyst at Thousand Ties. I'm here at Cisco Live in Amsterdam, joined by my good colleague Mike Hicks, Principal Solution Analyst. We gathered here today to record a special edition of the Internet Report to report on unfortunate event that affected Microsoft, as part of which uh, one of their services, OVA, um, was struck by outage. Now, uh, this comes uh, after the uh, significant outage that various Microsoft services experienced on 25th of January, starting at 7, 10 a.m., which we extensively reported on. So, Mike, yeah. could you please uh, let us know what happened this morning? Yeah, absolutely, Kamal. It's good to be here with you, actually. We're normally yeah. just doing these things separated by 14,000 kilometers, so it's actually great to be here with exactly, you Exactly, exactly. Good to so, see you in person, man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, even if it is under these circumstances where we have an outage. But yeah, as you say, this, this was a repeat, um, or not a repeat, this was an out, uh, outage we saw this morning, which occurred on, on Microsoft. Uh, it seemed to predominantly impact um, the Outlook 365. So specifically that one, and looking like when we can see through some of the tests, it looked like it actually impacted the um, uh, the OWA, as you said, the online version where you actually go through from that that sort of things. So what we actually started to see, we, we first sort of saw the outage around 355 UTC was when it first uh, appeared to us. And this has started to impact service. We saw it had a global impact, it went right through. If we actually then cross correlate to see what happened on the network side of things, we can actually see at that point there, there was no significant network outage. So unlike the previous outage that was predominantly network related, this one is application outage, right? Yeah, exactly right. So, so you know, flip the two around, but it's exactly the same, um, or exactly the same as bit harsh, the same outcome. So the users cannot access the application. But in the January 25th case, it was a network scenario, as you said, we uh, reported uh, comprehensively on. And then uh, in this case, it was sitting at the application level. And we were able to quickly see that because we look at the network, say, okay, there's no outstanding network issues um, or no significant network issues is probably a better way of putting it. Got it. So one of the questions that uh, end users might have is, did the Microsoft uh, report it about the issue itself? Yeah, so Microsoft actually put something out on Twitter. So Microsoft have this way, they also report things through the admin page, but that's not only available to the admin type of people around from there. So they put a tweet out, it was around the first tweet we see uh, around there was sort of an hour later, around sort of um, uh, 4.55 UTC, where they've identified that they've made a change, uh, they don't go into specific what the change was, but then they're looking at seeing if the change had the impact or effect of these 365 applications. Got it. So one of the things that actually was quite interesting uh, when I was checking the status page, uh, or Twitter feed for that matter, yeah. uh, was the fact that it looks like they resolved the issue uh, by unconventional means of restarting the service. Unconventional means is a long <laughs> way to restart a service. So they obviously made the change. We don't know what that change was around from there, but yeah, to quote the IT crowd, have you tried turning it off and on again? Um, th this isn't the first time, and this, we see this quite often going through these processes, where they get to there, and it might be something like a, a queue gets overwhelmed or something like that, so the quickest way is to restart the infrastructure coming down from there. So rather than going through this process, let's just actually restart everything going through. And this is what they said they start to do. And within the thousand ties, what was the first thing that actually showed us uh, that they are dealing with significant outage? Yeah, it's a really good point. I'm, I think I've said this on our podcast before. I'm a simple man. I love my patterns. And we started to see this, uh, this, this stairway coming down. So this 
almost downward trend you can start to see. Which, And then during that time, so if we're looking at it through Internet Insights, what we actually see is the number of servers impacted. So these are the servers which, which we're seeing sort of test fail or reporting back in this case a, a, a service unavailable, like a 500 or timing out type of scenario there. So what we then start to see is we see those number of servers reduce and it gives us that stairway to heaven gives us that downward staircase where we actually start to recover. So that's potentially like as they were doing targeted restarts, uh, the services started recovering in a, some kind of like uh, stair-like fashion, right? Yeah, 100%, 100%. You know, so we've seen them do this before. So, you know, we reported on it in some of the Pulse Update blogs there. Um, and, I, and I've actually reported they do this, they typically do this sort of um, quite responsibly, uh, where they actually go through and we can say, right, these are the times we're impacted. We're impacting sort of Africa is right in their business day or these regions there. And then they start to almost follow the sun and then she starts to do that. Got it. And was this a global outage or it was limited to spe specific geography? Yeah, it, it appeared to be a global outage. So it appeared to be uh, going across. It certainly, we certainly saw it sort of spread across multiple regions. In terms of the noise and, it, and the, uh, um, the, the sentiment that was coming back from the internet really, it really depended on who was online at that moment in time. Because it specifically seemed to impact uh, the Office 365, the online version, then you know, we're looking OWA, at some yeah. sort of use the OWA aspect of everything. Got it. And it was quite interesting what we saw in the uh, waterfall. Some of our yeah. tests uh, do support waterfalls. And if you look at the waterfalls, one of the first things uh, looking before uh, the issue itself was the fact that it took like maybe uh, 375 milliseconds for the redirect. And after the redirect, you can quite see very long uh, times uh, for the uh, for the uh, redirect to complete, right? Yeah, absolutely, exactly right. So the first thing we do when we hit the page, we go OWA, and it effectively takes you to your instance, your company side, or your your your, your side from there. So that's like a 302 redirect mm -hmm. that goes on from there. Yeah, and exactly what you saw it was around sort of. Uh, in average out, sort of three, 32 milliseconds, 45 milliseconds, but then that was the part that was actually delayed. So when we saw the timeouts occurring and when we saw all the errors happening at that point there, at that point then is where we actually saw the service unavailable because then that redirect was the thing that actually take the time, took the time. So we couldn't get to that service. Yeah. So while the previous outage was, as we already discussed, was predominantly network-based, we saw like BGP uh, events happening, uh, followed by significant packet loss, uh, which directly resulted in uh, availability drops for various Microsoft services. This time around, it looks like only application was affected. Uh, there was no packet loss. Everything was fine from the networking perspective, which is uh, which is pretty good. But it's quite interesting to see that these application level outages are, have ultimately exactly the same negative effect as um, as network uh, outage from 25th, right? Like, and unfortunately, it happened to the service that's very widely used, Outlook. Like, it, yeah. like you know, so. If you think about it, uh, some of the uh, customers that we spoke of regarding the previous outage were saying that they saw like 50,000 emails being queued in their um, uh, in their email queues and stuff like that on organizational level side uh, side, right? Uh, this time around, probably the same thing happened, right? Yeah, it's difficult to say from that side. But yeah, potentially we can see that as we start to get to the back end. And it's interesting you make a point there. So the the impact of the user is exactly the same. I can't use this service. Yeah. Uh, the difference this time was we were looking at effectively at one service, or it appears to be one it, service around it. from there. 
but the other thing that, that was in, interesting to us, and you're right, there was no significant network outages. So, you know, th we're talking about the internet. Yeah. So we're going to see some sort of blips and latency yes. and those types of things around from there. But there was nothing that could be directly linked or, or, or um, uh, coincided specifically with that, that outage time. But the other thing to that, which was why it's important to look at that application in correlation with the network, because we also, what I'm, what I'm saying is we, we saw announcements coming back. So we saw the 302, yes. so we're doing a redirect, and we saw 500 service unavailable in exactly. some instances. Some instances it was timing out, but we saw those, which is indicative of a, we've got a response with coming back from there. Got it. Now we saw those on the Microsoft outage on the 25th, mm -hmm. but it was also correlated with a network scenario. Yes. So yes, yes. you've got to put the whole picture together to be able to say, this is what we believe is going on there. And uh, for how long did the, the, the outage last? The main disruption that we saw where we actually see the outage occur, so that light switch on off, this all the outage happening from there, and then that step come down, it was around one hour 39 uh, uh, minutes sort of impact from there. So it's a, a very lengthy type of period. It's more than a blip on the, uh, yes. on the radar. It's actually quite interesting. The previous outage, uh, at least the core part of the outage, uh, lasted exactly the same minutes. time. So I was like, are we seeing a repeat of this event it's, again? Right. Yeah. It turns out we are not, but the length of the uh, outage actually very, very was similar. Yeah. And, and I think I said to you before when we were looking at this, it was like, hey, that looks exactly the same pattern. Exactly. Patterns. Exactly. Like Super interesting. Yeah. I had to check the date to make sure we're looking at a different one. But then this is where it becomes important. That correlation between the network, the application, looking at the details really tells you specifically where the fault lie. Agreed. And, you know, thinking about this event, uh, as well as with the previous event, um, this just outlines the importance of having proper visibility uh, for your applications. Yeah. So could you elaborate on that one? Yeah, absolutely. We go, you know, sort of big on visibility across in there, but I've also got to see that entire service delivery chain. One of the biggest things that we want to be able to see is who is responsible for this issue so I can actually take steps to go around it. Uh, you know, in this case, I couldn't get to that server. We quickly saw it was in, you know, the, the, the issue lay within Microsoft, not within my local ISP or my local connectivity. So therefore, I could either take mitigating circumstances, i.e., let's use Gmail for this message, or let's go to an instant messaging system, Slack or Teams around from there to communicate with an organisation. Um, but 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 also, I could either just sit and wait it out, as we said before, to see what's happening. But it's really critical to have that correlated view of visibility of that service delivery chain, understanding the who's talking to who and, yes. and what dependencies are involved. The other thing is like, uh, you know, this we are speaking about Microsoft here, and Microsoft is, you know, one of these hyperscaler companies, super large company, you know, uh, they are heavily redundant company as well. And yeah. if you think about it, like, uh, if you were on the consumer side and you are responsible for, you know, application health and network visibility and stuff like that, Without proper visibility, you might ask yourself whether it was your network that's affected rather yeah. than them, right? It's it's like it would be a completely logical thing to do if you think about it. Like you know, they have their stuff all together fi figured out and stuff like that, while your network is like you know much smaller. You depend on different service providers and stuff like that. You know, so it's kind of natural to assume that the issue might be at your side, while in this case we can quite clearly and very quickly observe that the issue was with the provider itself. Exactly. It's not you, yeah. it's me. <laughs> exactly. Thanks everyone for listening to this episode of the Internet Report. This is Mike just popping back in after our initial conversations. After we chatted, Kamal and I thought it would also be great to walk you through the outage on a Thousand Eyes platform in a little bit more depth. So without further ado, let's go under the hood. 
So yeah, so as we were saying, so we actually start to see the outage occur at 3.55 UTC. And then what we start to see then is this rapid increase. We can see if we're looking at the application itself, it's actually looking to impact Microsoft Office 365. No other service actually occurring there, but we can see sort of global uh, locations where it's actually impacted. Once then it sort of starts to escalate up quite quickly, we start we go from 100 servers being impacted to up to sort of 459. Once you go in there again, looking at Microsoft Office 365 only. Just a quick correlation then, just to see if we're looking at an application itself or the network, we can actually see if we look to the network, and this is kind of important because we see that correlation between the two, is there is no specific network outages. Now there is outages occurring on there or impact from there, but they don't correlate through. So let's go back to that application perspective, and what we can actually start to see there is the types of errors we're seeing. So there we can actually sort of see some timed out errors. If we start to go in, when we get across there, we see sort of a series of 500 errors occurring as well. Um, so we see sort of 500 X's and timeouts and some 400's. All of these are indicative of some sort of response coming back from there. Uh, so you know, we, we talk about this fact where we're getting a response coming back, but the fact we don't have anything correlated with the network is that what differentiates us between a network and an application issue itself. The other thing then was really interesting is we actually start to see this stepped recovery as it comes down through from there. So really sort of decreasing down. So the main bulk of the outage occurred uh, was looking at sort of an hour 39, but we saw this residual effect sort of going right through as we, as we went through this process of where they actually started to do the restoration to the services themselves. If you just want to take a look sort of detail what that looked like from a, a user perspective. So first of all, we can then start to see, and let, let's take a look here. We're looking specifically, just looking at Outlook Office 365. Again, we're talking about that OWA. If we actually look beforehand of what's occurring there, we can actually start to see, as we go through this process, looking at the waterfall charts, we're looking at what happens from an application perspective. We can see the OWA redirect. So we see a 302 coming in from there. And it's a redirect. Now this is what happens where we actually make a connection and then we move to our own service as we come through from there. So if we actually look at that timing and why this is significant, we can see it's sitting around sort of a, a you know um, 78 milliseconds there. We're looking at this particular instance there. When we actually start to get into the outage itself, first of all we can actually start to see well in this particular case it's cancelled completely. But we see this complete wait where we're actually doing the redirect across from there. Then we see this is over 6,000 milliseconds. It's just actually timed out of that process from there. And that's then when we can actually start to see what's happening. So again, just taking us back before the outage, we can see the redirect come from there. So this is indicative we actually make a connection to the system and then we actually uh, have this wait time when it just times out, we actually can't do that redirect as we go through to there. So again, we, you know, it's difficult to say specifically when they start to do the restarts coming in from there. Uh, that when we, we, we talked about what happens from the, the, when they were tweeting stuff out from there, it was a, an hour after we first identified, we first observed issues occurring from there, or when it started to recover going through that process. But then we can actually really start to see the recovering. We see the number of servers being impacted dropped as, it's, as we say from there. So we're getting to this period now, we're talking at 425 UTC, we're down to 145 from 457 at its peak. Then we actually have this, this, this peak when we actually now start to decrease the number of servers impacted. So what that means is then there's sort of less people impacted from a global perspective and we start to recover the service. Uh, Mike, thank you so much for uh, this uh, unordinary uh, episode of the Internet um, 
a report. Uh, it's awesome to be here uh, in Amsterdam with you in person. Uh, and for everyone looking at this, uh, thank you so much uh, for being with us. Uh, don't forget to subscribe, and we're going to send you a really nice uh, T-shirt. Thank you so much.